Welcome back to the Evolution Podcast, episode 119, Learning versus Schooling. I'm your host, Jeff Bayless. You can follow me on Instagram at JeffBayless underscore. And if you get anything out of the show, I'd really appreciate a review, a share, subscribe, all that stuff. Uh, so as you guys know, uh, the last episode, Harnessing Chaos, uh, I'm doing a mini series here, I guess, with uh, my a good friend, David Drew Gleaver, and uh, on the Journey to Higher Consciousness on our YouTube channel. And interestingly enough, as I was talking about uh, maybe two or three episodes ago, I was talking about my philosophy on education and the requirement for us in Western culture to go to college in order to be successful. And is that really the thing, you know? Um, so, you know, in this episode, uh, I want you to kind of just uh, please keep an open mind. Uh, you know, I'm actually going back to school on June 28th to finish up my bachelor's degree. So uh, I don't think in any way, shape or form, either of us are saying uh, David's highly educated as well. <clears throat> We're not saying uh, in this episode, I don't think either of us say that uh, education is not important. However, uh, first of all, I think in summary, it's we're saying it's it's not the end-all be-all and uh, it's not an absolute, uh, you know, it's not the golden ticket, right? Uh, I think there are a lot of a lot of strategies that help us be successful in life. And as uh, I articulate, uh, you know, in previous episodes and as Dave pointed out in this show, you know, soft skills versus hard skills, right? M- managing your ability uh, to effectively communicate, articulate your ability to compromise, problem solve, right? Like a lot of these things, uh, <clears throat> you know, you can't learn in a classroom. And so, uh, yeah, I'm excited to bring this to you. If you guys get anything out of this, go over to YouTube and give us a follow and uh, check it out in the video form. Uh, We really want to uh, bring some positivity, bring something, you know, to your curiosity. And as we discussed in the show, continued learning, right? We want to, we want to increase. It's, it's my goal to be a continual learner, uh, to never stop learning. And, uh, you know, I, I think I've said it on here before, but I'm 40 years old. I figure I got at least another 40 years to learn. Right. So to assume that I know everything, that's uh, that's a poor way to navigate through life. So. All right. I've gone on long enough. Enjoy the show. There we go. All right. Cool. So this is episode 19, Journey to Higher Consciousness. The, the topic, Dave, you, you toss it out this time. Yeah, you know, I think we'd like to focus on the the difference or the advantages and disadvantages of schooling versus learning, and uh, I think it's highly relevant, um, especially for folks that have you know been accredited and gotten all the, the the pins and the accolades and the degrees and what have you. So let's talk about the difference between school and and, and learning and education and the, all those inner dynamics between those uh, chunky topics. Dude, the, this is like schooling versus learning. This is like my favorite favorite, absolute favorite topic, because, you know, I think for a lot of us, we, um, you know, we, we graduate high school. We, we feel like we have to go to college. Uh, we, we check the boxes, move up the corporate ladder. And then, you know, we kind of figure out that that ladder was placed against maybe the wrong goal altogether. Right. And so the question is, you know, for me, the question is, do you need all these letters after the end of your name in order to be successful? And and I I posit no, you know, and uh, although I am going back to school to get my bachelor's degree, uh, I do have an associate's degree and I do have the 20 years military experience, which comes with tons of qualifications and pins. And, you know, it definitely didn't make it hard to build a resume. Uh, But but were those the things that actually made me successful? I, 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 I posit no. I posit no. I think I think it 
it adds to, it, it creates value within, uh, but it's not the thing that's going to get you where you want to be, um, not only in your career, but in your relationships and your finances and your spirituality and your just overall happiness. You know, you've got tons of friends that are Navy SEALs, that are congressmen, that are uh, all, of, all of these, you know, titles, right? And then at what point did that actually uh was that the thing that got them where they want to be? What do you think? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and I, let's address the elephant in the room. I mean, you're, you're basically positing that you don't need the degrees yet. You are pursuing a degree. So yeah. what was, yeah. What, what was the deciding factor that made you fall on that side of the fence? Because I'm older and it's not that hard to get, you know what I mean? Um, you know, I, I feel like the, look, do I want my kids to go to college? Absolutely. You know what I mean? Uh, my wife's kids are in college. Uh, my kids are going to go to college. I am sure that anybody would say that it's a, the best way to get a leg up on life, right? Even if, let's say you don't take the corporate route, the college education does not hurt you. However, or it, it definitely benefits you, but that can't be where it stops. Do you know what I mean? Like that can't be where your learning stops or where you just say, okay, I've figured out the world. I understand the universe now because I got a bachelor's degree or I got an MBA. Uh, was it helpful? Absolutely. Every book I've ever read was helpful. Uh, every, every instruction I've ever been a part of was helpful. Did it make me the man I am today? Mm, partially, but it wasn't the only thing. Right. Mm. And so that's, and I, I guess too, I'd love to get your thoughts on this. Like, you know, I think a lot of people, and I see it on social media where people put, uh, doctor in front of their name, or they'll put their rank, you know, like Admiral uh, John Doe, right? Or Master Chief John Doe. And it, to me, it's kind of like, it's kind of jarring a little bit because it's like, I know you're a Master Chief. You know what I mean? Like, I know, I know you're an Admiral. Like, I don't, you don't need to put that in your title. You know what I mean? Like, are you a good human being? Are you successful? Are, are you uh, providing to your community? That That's more important to me than whatever your rank or title is, you know, I mean, what was the drive for you to go back for your, um, uh, your MBA? I mean, what? Yeah. And I would say there is a, there's a lot that you had mentioned there. I, I mean, in the end, it's, you have to ask the point at what's, what's the point of all this stuff that, that we're doing, you know, what is, what does a degree get you? What is, you know, having someone call you master chief get you, you know, what, what, what is all that? What someone's calling you doctor was it get you, you know, outside of ego inflation, and that's a very personal thing, right? You know, and going back to our, we always like to think of things as spectrum. And on, on the left side of the spectrum, you just gained a lot of stuff. You put a lot of information in your head and didn't really add much value uh, as a result of that education. On the very right side, you got that education or accreditation. And then you thusly we're able to add a lot of value or contribute to your community um, or your family. So that that's very individuated for each person. And so maybe we can unpack that a little bit more. Let me some examples where it, it, we felt like it was necessary to be able to add value in some where it wasn't. And uh, so there's a lot of nuance there. Right. And I think that's what we're trying to do is provide the nuance, right. And offer different perspectives and not necessarily say, necessarily say well, you should get a degree or not, or you should get the pen or not, you know? So, um, but to answer your question um, specifically around what made me 
um, make the decision to get my undergrad and my master's degree and, and, and other accreditations. Um, I think growing up, it's so much of his culture and mm-hmm. uh, my parents were, were immigrants. And so they said, okay, they assumed that I was going to go to a uh, well-known um, institution of higher education. They assumed that after high school, I was going to get a undergrad. It was, it was never questioned. And I, th- I found it interesting that my first year at Georgia Tech, Michael Dell had come to give a, conver- you know, of course, the CEO of, of Dell at the time, I'm not sure if he still is, um, he dropped out. He was a college dropout. And you know, there's so many examples that Mark Zuckerberg, Steve Jobs, you know, and not saying they're perfect people, but there are a data point to look at. It's like, okay, clearly to be a successful business leader and, and mogul, you don't have to have an undergrad. So, um, so Michael Dell came in, talked to Georgia Tech uh, my, my first year, back all the way in what, 2000, I'm dating myself now, maybe 2001. And so, uh, so I said, huh, well, that's interesting. So why am I doing this again? Well, basically because culture and, and parents, and that was the expectation. And if you didn't do that, then you weren't either worthy or you, you um, didn't have enough knowledge to add value to society. Um, so I just went along that path without really questioning it. Obviously, that has changed a lot in the you know almost 20 years since I've, I've gotten an undergraduate degree. Um, so and then secondly, when I got my my business degree, that was a place to pivot. So my background, which was engineering and military operations, didn't give me enough flexibility in terms of what I wanted to pursue next, let alone in the long term. So it's funny because my first degree, and I'm just actually now realizing this, made me zero in in a specific domain. So computer engineering is very niche and very you know specific. You know, I mean, how many people in the world can design microelectronic circuits and VLSI, uh, um, very large systems integrated? And so, um, so I didn't want to do any of that stuff anymore. I want to be much more, more flexible and have a lot more optionality. We talked about that a lot before. So I actually picked my second degree because I wanted more optionality in terms of what career vocation that I pursued. So, so in a sense, I went for the second degree to move away from specialization, to move away from getting locked into a certain domain. And a master's in business administration was the most obvious way to be able to widen the aperture in terms of what I was going to do next from a career perspective. So let me pause there. And then did that answer your question? Do you have any color or comments? Yeah, absolutely, man. I, you know, I'm reminded of the, uh, the GI bill, right? And so the GI bill, uh, I'm sure pretty much everybody knows what this is, but the GI bill, most people think like, it's just this thing that's always been there and it's not true. Like when, when the vets were coming back from world war two, man, fact check me. Yeah. World war two. Um, the, they were shell shocked, right. Cause we didn't have PTSD at the time. And so, mm-hmm. uh, a way to not only that, but like the women were working in the industry, right? Like what's her name? Riveting Andy or whatever the famous, mm-hmm. you know, poster is right. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the women were in the workforce and, uh, actually the workforce itself was just making ammo and, and airplanes and, you know, the, the focus, I mean, there were war rations, right. And so the, the focus was on the war. Right. And so when the, when the vets came back, they didn't have PTSD. They didn't have counseling. They didn't have Zoloft, right. They didn't have plant medicine. They didn't have all of this stuff. So their idea to indoctrinate or to re, uh, allow these men, because at the time it was just men back into the, to the, uh, to the community was, all right, well, we're going to enact this GI bill where, 
you know, we'll send these soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines, we'll send them to school, right. And give them like a little bit of cooling off period or a little bit of time where, you know, they can kind of get back into society and figure out life. Right. And that's, that's how the GI bill got started. And then it became the norm, right. Slowly over time, it became the social norm that it, you cannot be successful if you don't go to college. Right. So that's a, just a little bit of a history lesson, but you know, something I think is very remarkable in our, in our nation's history as, as far as like how we got to this place where, you know, you have to have a degree to be successful, uh, you know, air quotes, right? Uh, the second thing I would say is uh, there are certain professions that I want you to have that schooling, right? Like your soft skills are not good enough to cut skin cancer out of my forearm. Like, I don't care how, what a great speaker you are uh, when it comes to your ability to figure out if this is skin cancer and that you can sew it up. So I want my doctors to go to the school. I want my mechanics to be ASE certified, right? I don't want them to just be guessing. Like I'm a shade tree mechanic. You know me, like I can turn a wrench, right? I can figure stuff out. Like I'm very, I'm good with cars, right? That doesn't make me certified to fix your vehicle, right? Like there are certain professions where I need you to be qualified. You know, I need you to be certified. If you're driving a warship, I need you to be OD qualified. If you're running a reactor plant, I need you to be qualified to do that. However, that's not, that's not to say if you didn't have those gradations that you would not be successful in life. There, there, are, there's just, a, there's a, an avenue for everyone. And so I think this limiting belief, like you mentioned, right. It was thrust upon you with culture, right. It was the expectation. And I, I, I think that I'm reminded of Angela Duckworth's book, Grit. You know, I think grit, two things, grit always surpasses uh, education. And two, you know, you could have an education and be horrible at your job, right? And th this goes down to the, the hard skills, soft skills, right? Like if you can't, we were just talking off show, man, I, I'll let you elaborate on it. But you mentioned three different points where it all kind of boiled down to communication, right? So how many guys have you met that have all these degrees, but can't talk to senior leadership? Can't get a customer to, you know, feel like they're part of the team, right? So maybe, maybe expand on that a little bit, like the communication piece. Yeah, sure. And, and so I think what we're talking to is the, is the classic hard skill versus soft skills. And, you know, the hard skills, you know, being a doctor, being a mechanic, being a bricklayer, a painter, you know, so on and so forth. And um, I think what it really comes down to is scale. And what I mean by that is um, we, we put folks through um, school and um, higher education because what, what culture is trying to do is scale um, the uh, knowledge and uh, the, the experience and um, throughout society. And so um, I think that's really where the value came from. So if you rewind a couple hundred, couple hundred years back, you had a lot of uneducated people. And so these institutions, you know, some of the older ones, Harvard, the other Ivy League schools are, are trying to say, okay, this is where we're going to codify and store up the knowledge. Um, and then be able to parcel it out, you know, to, to folks and do this in, in mass. And that's how I understand it. Feel free to fact check me on that. And so eventually to, to your point, it became the norm, right? It used to be, you know, if you go back hundred, 150 years ago, 
someone with a, a degree from you know Harvard or, or Brown or Yale, it's like, oh my gosh, wow. And then eventually everyone had one. So you, you needed to have one because everyone else had one exactly. kind of thing, yeah. you know? So, um, so become less and less of a, something that set you apart and more something that you had to do um, versus um, anything else. And so to, so to me in the last, say, call it 50 years or so, it became something that was, all right, if we want to push out knowledge you know, quickly, we're going to deputize these institutions to do that and, and for the more normalized across uh, culture and society. Um, so uh, it, I think it became, so another thing I want to point out is that going back to the Harvard example, it used to be that when you got a degree, you were a learned person. And what that meant is that you had a lot of knowledge across uh, various different domains. And, and it wasn't a specialization thing. It was only until relatively recent history that after going through school, you were then qualified to go into a certain domain or do a certain role or job or task, right? Because it became about, all right, what's the, the money that, that comes from this? And this is where I think higher education has lost its way because in the beginning, you got a degree because the intent was for you to be a better person, to be, again, a learned person, right? And then over time, because it became much more about the economy and driving economic value, the question was, okay, if you get this degree, then what is it that you can do after that? So if you, so I think computer engineering is a good example because I got my degree during the dot-com boom. So it's like, oh, you got to know computers, you know? So that was what was really thrust upon me. Whereas before, it was really valuable to be someone who was good in philosophy or the, or the fine arts or literature. And it's like, Oh, wow. You, you know, you're learned, you have a lot of books that you know about, you can speak to a lot of different domains and, and you can add value to humanity. And so, so um, skip, not skills, but domains such as the humanities and fine arts were much more highly valued and it was less technical acumen, but then we became a much more technical society and math and science and STEM. So science, technology, education, and, and math were then lauded and put on um, as a more of a priority across higher education because people were like, okay, well, if I'm going to spend this much, then what am I going to get out of it? You know, right. and, and on top of that, to make it even more complex, to make it even more complex, what happened was the subsidization of higher education became a thing. And you mentioned the Montgomery bill. So all those things made it easier for veterans and more and more people to get degrees. And so, you know, yeah, the barrier the to question, entrance was lowered. Yeah. Yeah, the barrier to entry was lower. And furthermore, more and more people were asking, okay, what do I get out of this? What what do I what can I now do that I can't do once I get out of, out of school? And then, you know, what's the expected salary, for example? You know, then it became really and then on top of that, more and more money was flowing into um, tuition and subsidization. And so so now it just became uh, the cost of tuition started ballooning completely out of control, I think. And I managed to miss that bullet by this much in the early 2000s. And so it, it's absolutely wild to me. So it, so to put a bow on it, we went from, OK, this is about being a, a good in philosophy and the humanities and being a learned person all the way to much more focus on what does this do for your your job and your ability to for your earnings and so right. that changed the calculus of the whole thing you know so so now it's like okay well if it's really about earnings now and about what the uh, the dollars and cents then now it's almost like higher education has done a number on itself because now it's like, oh, wait a minute. Um, we can't guarantee that you're going to make a certain amount. I mean, there, there are a few one-off schools out there that will say, okay, if you, if you pay tuition here, 
we will guarantee that you'll get this job or maybe even make a certain amount. And if you don't, then we give you a tuition back, you know, but mm -hmm. higher education is not really doing that writ large because that wasn't the original intended purpose of, of, of higher education. So, uh, so I know I'm, I'm saying a lot there, um, but I'm just now having this realization that, um, that uh, here's where I'm going with that. I think higher education and uh, here I'm going to make a prediction in 30 or 40 years going to look nothing like it is now. It's either going to uh, completely tr transform into something else um, or it's just going to go away. And I think another thing, too, is that education is now basically free. Everything you could possibly want to know or almost everything is yeah. a Google search away. The Internet. And, yeah. and, and so so now instead of you know going and and learning for four years and then working for 40 years and retire, now what's what the expectation of your skills and your learning is starting to get more rapid. So um, it's more about just in time learning versus, okay, let me just learn a bunch of stuff that I maybe might be able to use in the future to, okay, I need to be able to learn things rapidly and bring that to the market um, in much, much less time. Two, two things uh, that come up for me as you, as you're expressing that, <clears throat> maybe, maybe the last two things I have to say, you know, the, the first thing that comes to mind is like, you know, my dad used to tell me, and he, and he was a, you know, a boomer, right? So, or is a boomer. Uh, so, you know, he's a product of uh, the World War II generation that didn't go to college. Most, you know, my grandfather didn't go to college. Uh, actually, my, my dad was probably the first one to get a degree, right? And um, what he told me was, you know, getting a degree is less about the education. It's more about uh, proving to a company that you can do something for four years, right? Like you can commit, like you're loyal and you can do the requirements of whatever the, the institution tells you, right? So it's, it's less about what even your degree is in. It's more about, do you have a degree? And I noticed that as I was applying for jobs here outside of the military, that they would say, uh, you know, PMP would be great, uh, project manager uh, certification, you know, bachelor's degree or associate's degree in 10 years experience or uh, some college in 20 years experience. You know, it was like this weird, uh, thing out here where it was more like they just wanted to know that you could actually uh, complete, mm -hmm. you know, tasks, right? Yeah. Like you could stay on task. And then the second thing that, that kind of comes up for me is like this, you were talking about, like you become a learned person. Uh, you know, I think that's my fear with this juxtaposition or this, this, inference or this requirement that you have to get a degree my, my fear is like you get the degree you get the piece of paper in your hand and you just like run away and you're like i'm a smart ass dude like i got i got the world figured out you know and i think it's important for us to maintain continual learning right maintain you should forever be thirsty for knowledge and you know i know in the military like when people make certain ranks they're like okay you know, uh, they, we call it like putting on, put it on and quit, right? Like, Oh, okay. I made, I made Lieutenant now, like I can just coast. Right. So it's kind of the same idea. Like, Oh, I got my degree now. I don't need to learn anything new. And that's a scary idea, you know, as a society, I don't mean as an individual, I mean, as a society, it's a scary idea. Mm -hmm. um, and so I would yeah, just, and, I would just and on that to, yeah, remain an eternal seeker of knowledge perpetual perennial learning yeah, absolutely and and I, I can't help but elbow my way in at this point because how have i not talked about jujitsu at this point you know being a black belt in brazilian jujitsu 
that is one of my greatest fears is I don't want to stop learning. <laughs> yeah. I would much rather show to the mats as a white belt and no one expect anything out of me and share, Hey, let me share all these things I've learned on the path, you know, to you. I'm like, Oh, wow. That's interesting. You know, as opposed to, to folks looking at me as if I know everything and then, and then folks are much less willing to share their learnings with me because, Oh, he's a black belt. He knows everything. It's like, Oh my God, nothing could be further from the truth. Exactly. That makes you the best teacher. Yeah. 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 I mean, I I would say that I'm, I'm more skilled at at teaching than say a blue belt, a much more junior belt, but I want to keep learning and I I don't want to stop. And I do want to teach. And one of the biggest reasons I want to get my black belt is because then folks will much more readily come to you for instruction and for teaching, which then makes me better. makes me skill up in the things I know, because you don't really know it until you can teach it. Right. And so, and that's one of my number one problems with, or, or hangups with higher education or anything similar to it is that you're, it's all one way. Oh, they're just going to, here, let me, oh, I know all this stuff. I'm the professor. I'm going to pump all this stuff into you. Well, first of all, when you just sit there and listen and you're just like, oh, and there's droning on and on, you retain about five or 10% max, you know, in the short term, you know, from everything that you've learned. If you're maybe you have a photogenic memory, maybe, maybe 50% or something, but it's just, it is so for me personally, the, one of the, my biggest hangups with higher education or any kind of classroom instruction is I don't learn by just listening. You know how I learn by having a back and forth like this, by doing something physical, getting on the mats and, um, and engaging, you know? And so, I mean, there, there's a, so many, dis, I would say studies that show that the more you are hands-on, the faster that you can learn. And yeah. so I'm, I'm a big fan of, of hands-on learning, like this whole just sitting there and lecturing and expecting to be able to learn, let alone apply. I mean, there's two issues with, with that. Just having a professor join on and on is number one is you don't remember most of it. Number two, how do you apply this stuff? Like, how is it relevant to really anything, let alone my value systems? Dear Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, it's kind of like uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson was talking about uh, not too long ago. I can't remember what where I consumed the information, but he was talking about like, you know, people learn better when they can smile, you know, like if it's entertaining, (laughs) I love that. That's so good. If it's like, you know, like, like hopefully this, this project, you know, like we're just two dudes like talking about meaty topics, you know, like trying to give our perspective of things that we've done wrong and right. And things that we've learned and just passing on some knowledge, like there's no barrier to entry here. All you had to do was click watch. All you had to do was click play. You know what I mean? There's no, I don't, I'm, there's no test at the end of this. Uh, you don't owe us any money. Uh, you know, I'm not, I don't have tenure, right? So I can just say whatever the hell I want up here and not worry about any repercussions, right? Like I got to be skillful with my words and, and think about what I'm actually saying, right? Um, so yeah, if people can smile, then they can learn. You know, there, there's joy in uh, perpetual education. Mm-hmm. And I don't think most people, especially in Western culture, uh, really get that. You know, I, I don't, I don't think they really get that. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm going to land on this and I know we're, we're short on time. I'm sure we can come back to this. You, you've got me all fired up on a, a myriad of topics on this one. You know, I feel very strong that I, I mean, when you add it up, I've spent seven years in higher education and, and many more years in, in other programs of getting 
uh, pins uh, in the military and another sort of formal hands-on training, I would say, that yeah. happens in the military as, as well as in the corporate environment because it's you know, constantly getting education plans and what have you. And every time it's a formal education plan, it is of dubious value at best. Hmm. You know, so so my again, because when it's one way, it's difficult to learn, let alone and difficult to apply. This is why I love being in business to business sales, because you want to know whether you learn, you actually know something where there is is when someone listens to you and you can talk to you a customer or prospect or someone outside of your organization and you influence them to make a decision. To me, that's the point of, of education and, and learning and schooling is so you can be a person of influence to then uh, help someone else to make a decision as a function of your knowledge and your experience. That's the whole point to me, right? And, and, and I, bring, bring them with you. Yeah. Bring them with you. So you can bring them with you, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, so yeah. I know we keep tuning our own horns of our previous episodes, you know, so, um, so that's where I land. I know we gotta, we gotta wrap up. And I would say that where I land on this thing is prioritize your soft skills over your hard skills Absolutely. all day long, like gun to the head, like period. You gotta know communication. You gotta be interpersonal. Um, you have to learn how to learn Right. So all those meta skills that that are those are the ones that will get you when I say meta skills, meaning um, skills that are um, more holistic and more interpersonal. And that that includes um, multiple domains of knowledge. And, and finally, on that, if you had to learn a hard skill, I would say combine two domains, you know, so that might be OK, I'm an engineer, but I'm also a good manager, for example. So by the time you start combining multiple domains, you're in a meta skill, a meta domain where you're you're an, an expert of experts, if you will. Yeah. So that's when you get really, really good and really start adding a lot of value, because most people will go down one track there. They're a Ph.D. in you know, psychology and in engineering, you know, but yeah, but so, so are so many other people. So how are you different? <laughs> you yeah. know? So yeah. I would say combine those skills and focus on the soft skills like communication and things that are interpersonal. If you really want to pour nitro into your life game, your business game, into your relationship game. And, and don't be afraid to try something new. You know, don't be scared, you know, to say, uh, you know, I, there, there are so many realms, like just this avenue right here, right? Like who would have thought that you and I would have our own podcast would be doing like that I was doing public speaking for the Navy, you know, like, don't be afraid, like put yourself out there and check it out. Like that's a way to learn too. the only, you know, kind of like we were talking about risk, the only, you know, you got, you got to accept some risk to get the reward. Right. So put yourself out there. Cause that's how you learn. So, all right, man, did we, did we cover it pretty good? Well, yeah. Like 1%, it? we covered the 1% know, like pretty I good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think we we inadvertently got our, both of ourselves fired up on this without even really <laughs> knowing that that would have happened. So, but, but hey, two, you know, Let's do we're here just to, to give a taste and uh, ask for feedback and uh, do multiple rounds over and over again. So cool. that's so, what makes this fun. Drew Jitsu on Instagram. Also check out uh, the Spiritual Dojo uh, on Instagram. Uh, also the host of uh, Soft But Stronger podcast available wherever you get them. Uh, I'm at Jeff Bayless underscore on Instagram and uh, the evolution podcast, wherever you get them. So love you, brother. Thanks for your time, man. Yeah, man. Check it out so that you can learn versus get schooled. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> All right, I'm out of here. <laughs>